The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A gorgeous young woman, 27-year-old Shayna Huber, seemingly has it all. Beautiful, long, chestnut-colored hair, big brown eyes, perfect teeth. I wonder how much that cost her parents. Well, she's not graduating from graduate school. She's not planning her wedding. She's not starting her first job. She's all dressed up in a tailor-made suit and a crisp Oxford shirt for court. And she just broke down in tears, sobbing as three cellmates claim she, quote, cackled, laughed after shooting her boyfriend in the face when he dumped her for a date with Miss Ohio. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us, man. It never ends with Shana Hubers. 
Shana Huber is 27 years old, accused of cackling as she guns down her boyfriend, an up-and-coming young lawyer, parents so proud of him, Ryan Poston, shooting him six times, including once in the face, just before he was headed out on a date to meet with, literally, Miss Ohio. That would be Audrey Bolt for a date. Okay, uh... That's quite the coincidence in the timing. But you know what? Let's see what we can learn. Take a listen to this. Kimmel County 911. Ma'am, I have, I have an, an um, um, well, I, I killed my boyfriend in self-defense. Okay, where are you at? I'm at 12 Meadow Lane, Highland High School. Wait, stop it right there, Alan. Guys. Did you hear that? Jim Elliott joining me, uh, city attorney, well-known in his region around the Warner Robins area. Uh, Jim Elliott, did you hear that? <laughs> she says, uh, 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 I, I just shot my boyfriend in self-defense. And the dispatcher, the dispatcher says, mm-hmm, where are you? Did you hear that? I mean, she's already putting out her defense right there. Not like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Can you save him? Can you save him? She's like, I shot him in uh, 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 self-defense. Did you hear that, Jim Elliott? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so she was prepared for that call. call. She scripted that before she called in, obviously. (laughs) Okay, sorry about that, Alan Duke. I got to hear more of this 911 call. Roll that beautiful sound. Ma'am, I have have an, um, um, I killed my boyfriend in self-defense. Okay, where are you at? I'm at 12 Meadow Lane, Highland Heights, Kentucky. 41076. Okay, 12 Meadow Lane, are you in a house or an apartment there? It's an apartment, it's apartment suite 10. Is it Meadow, anything else, Meadow View or something? No, 12 Meadow Lane, ma'am, I killed him in self-defense. Okay, 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 tell me again, tell me again what unit you're in. It's not Wait a minute, computer. stop it again, Alan. I'm so sorry, but is she laughing or crying? I mean, to you, Joseph Scott Morgan, you're the death investigator. There's a dead body, her boyfriend, that she had intended on marrying. She shot him six times. There's no question about that. She says in self-defense. Amazingly, she doesn't have a bruise or a scratch on her body, but long story short, is she laughing or crying? I don't know. I couldn't. It sounded like she was kind of cackling right there. Uh, she, Ew. Yep. I know. Exactly. As she lords over his body that's uh, now been, you know, shot multiple times. Hold on. Joining me right now, in addition to city attorney Jim Elliott, Francie Hakes joining me, former federal prosecutor Francie. Uh, between the three of us, we've tried enough murder cases, but I, I can't tell if she's laughing or crying. Laughing highly inappropriate on a 911 call. Uh, Nancy, there's no doubt that she is highly inappropriate. This was a cold-blooded killing, it sounds to me like. And she's, as you said earlier, she is building in her defense right there from the 911 call. Well, according to her cellmates, Francie Hakes, she bragged behind bars that she, quote, gave Poston the nose job he always wanted. She did. and she, By shooting him in the face. Well, exactly. How cold-blooded is that? She was obviously bitter that he was breaking up with her, and she was having none of it. You don't break up with Shana Hubers. She kills you instead. Mm-mm. Okay, guys, I love playing a 911 call for a jury. It really takes you and them back to the moment when everything went down. It's a, it's a treasure trove of information. Alan, sorry. Let's hear some more of that 911 call. Okay, okay. 
unit you're in. It's not showing on my computer. Okay, you're at 12 Meadow Lane, unit number 10. Okay, hold on, hold on. What did you kill him with? A gun, a loaded gun in the house. Tell me where the gun is right now. A gun is in the house. Where at though, ma'am? Tell me where it's at. I, I laid it on the bookshelf. Where at? Lay it on a shelf? On the bookshelf. Where are you? I'm standing about 10 feet from his dead body. Okay, are you sure that he is dead? He's dead, ma'am. He's completely dead. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there, Alan. Sorry. Yeah, she shot him six times, including in the face. He's he's dead. A loaded gun in the house. Uh, guys, uh, Shayna Hubers and Poston have been dating about a year and a half after meeting first on Facebook. And her cellmates uh, take the stand and tell the jury that she never was uh, sorry or repentant about the killing and still to this day behind bars believes she was right on for killing Poston because he had not dumped her, but was dating somebody else the first date for also a, a former Miss USA. And I, I got to tell you, the woman he was going out with is absolutely beautiful. Listen. We reconnected through Facebook, and then we started texting back and forth and then planned a date to meet up. The cellmates say that they overheard he was on the phone with her mother saying that the victim, Brian Poston's family, was, quote, rich enough to go buy another son. Rich enough to go buy another son. To Dr. Chloe Carmichael, New York psychologist and founder of TransformationProducts.com, Dr. Chloe, wow, what a callous disregard. If I were, if I were sitting on the jury, I would just cringe. As John David, my 10-year-old son, says, that's very cringy, Mom. They're rich enough to buy another son. And well, it certainly is. And it also really speaks to the idea that this life was disposable. You know, that this is just um, something that happened that other people can be responsible for, that she would be avoiding responsibility for it. And it also speaks, I think, to a certain amount of anger, whether it was about saying, get him the nose job he always wanted or that family would be, you know, just rich enough to buy another son. This doesn't um, feel like it's coming from a place of, of grief and sadness and, and loss the way that something would if, if it was truly a tragic situation that she didn't actually want to initiate. Uh, joining me also, in addition to Francie Hakes, Joe Scott Morgan, Dr. Chloe Carmichael, and CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter John Limley is the city attorney for Warner Robins, Georgia. Jim, why is it so important that you get to play that 911 call to the jury? Well, because what it's going to show is her immediate, um, oh gosh, her immediate, her mindset at that moment. And sort of dispels, I think, this defense that she had already begun crafting from the very beginning. Yeah, you're right. Crafting it at the beginning. It started with the 911 call. And another thing about that, Francie Hakes, former federal prosecutor, with titles so long I can't even even say them all. Francie, a- another thing is uh, once she says that on the 911 call, 
they're stuck with it. They can't then change their mind and say an intruder did it or some other um, crazy theory. They're stuck with defense. Well, that's right, Nancy. And that's what we're seeing now that's so different from her first trial is she's now got a new defense. So I don't think that Shana Huber feels like she's locked into her 911 call at all. But I'm certain that the jury will feel that, that um, the, the lack of emotion, the false notes in that 911 call, and the fact that the scene doesn't match what she's saying are all factors that the defense is stuck with. Listen. There's times that she would throw things around the apartment to make it seem like there was a fight going on between her and Ryan. And was Mr. Poston even home when she was doing that? No. She was crying and she told me that she did not want me to judge her. Tell the jury what she said about how the shooting took place. She told me that they were sitting at the kitchen table and he was sitting at the table and he had set his gun on the table and she picked up the gun and said, what would you do if I, and that he smirked at her and she shot him. Did the defendant tell you that Ryan Poston beat her? She did at first. And then what happened? She changed her story. Okay. What'd she say then? That she was the aggressor. Okay. Are you sure that he is dead? He's dead, ma'am. He's completely dead. Okay. And how long ago did you shoot him? I don't know. 15, 10 minutes. Not even that long. 10 or 15 minutes ago? Yeah. Okay, what's your name? My name is Shana Michelle Huber. I'm sorry, what is it again? Tell me. Shana, Shana Michelle Huber. Huber? Huber, H-U-B-E-R-S, Huber. Okay, what's your name again? Shana or Shana? Shana, S-H-A-Y-N-A. All right, Shana, I'm just having a hard time hearing you. Okay, all right. You're going to stay on the line. You're going to stay on the line with me, okay? Because this is what we're going to do. The officers don't want me to stay on the line with you, so when you get when they get there, they're going to want to know where that gun is, and we want you to get out safely, too, okay? Okay, are they going to arrest me? Ma'am, I don't know what they'll do. We're going to send send them out. I'm going to stay on the line with you, okay? Alan, did you hear that? Are they going to arrest me? I mean, that's already where her mind is, not that he's dead, lying there on the floor with six gunshot wounds, including one to the face where she, quote, gave him the nose job he always wanted if you could see a shot of ryan poston handsome beautiful smile had finally made it through law school was out with a great job parents so proud i mean can you even imagine listen didn't like people being bullied he didn't like people being treated unfairly he always defended the defenseless from the time he was six he told me he wanted to be an attorney that. People would ask me about my child. Wouldn't say that he was beautiful, even though he was, or he was brilliant, even though he was. I would say my son has a kind heart. Joe Scott Morgan, you got that gorgeous son. Can you imagine him graduating one day from law school or med school or some other very impressive thing? Parents so 
crowd, and then he collides with Shayna Hubers. No, I can't. And that's why we're always warning him, be careful who you connect with out there, Nancy. You never know what you're going to get. Well, Jim Elliott, you know the old saying coming from my neck of the woods, you lay down with the dog, you wake up with a flea. Absolutely. And you know, you just have to be cautious of the kind of people you're meeting online and do some background investigation, do some due diligence, whatever's necessary. You're right, Jim. But, you know, sometimes you don't think when you think you're in love with somebody or you're dating somebody or you're infatuated, you don't think, gee, I need to run a background check on this one or find out more. But I can tell you right at the get-go, as soon as... As he found out, or if he found out, she was logging onto his Facebook to block other women that were trying to contact him or that were conversing with him. Uh, There is evidentiary proof, forensic proof, that Hubers bombarded him with 100 texts for every one he sent her after one of their regular breakups. And to Dr. Chloe Carmichael, New York psychologist, Dr. Chloe, look at the pattern. They break up. She would literally send him a hundred texts, 100 texts for every one text he sent her after, quote, one of their regular breakups. So it sounds like he was trying to break up over and over and over. Yes, Nancy, that certainly does sound that way. And it also sounds like she's having issues with impulsivity, so impulse control. Nobody very rarely actually wants to be sending someone 100 texts. They usually send, after the third text, they say, I want to walk away from this. I'm not feeling good. I want to end this. I'm getting out of this. But then they can't help themselves, and they keep going back. Can I ask you another question, Dr. Chloe? Um, And the rest of you men, just close your ears. This is for Francie and Dr. Chloe. Have you ever noticed men are not very, let's see, well, they don't have much to say very often. That's one thing I appreciate a quality I love about my husband. He says practically nothing. I mean, after a long day arguing with the likes of Jim Elliott and Joe Scott Morgan and John Limley and Alan Duke, you know, I don't need to hear have another man tune up when I'm trying to cook supper. All right. I don't need to hear it. But have you noticed, like, what's that word? They're not very verbal. So here she she sends 100 texts. He sends one text, Dr. Chloe. That tells me he's just not into her. Right. It says not only that he's not into her, but that he's putting up a boundary. He's trying to not have communication. And she is unable or unwilling to respect that by sending, bombarding him with all those texts. Dr. Chloe, Dr. Chloe, if if a guy sends me... 10 texts to my one text. I am done with that. That's a, that's too clingy. I mean, stop it. I do not like long texts as Alan and Jackie well know. I'm like, I'm sorry I couldn't read that. It was over three sentences. You'll have to, you'll have to condense that. Uh, don't have time. So, a hundred texts? Are you kidding me? She would have gotten the boot, and I mean the steel-toed cowboy boot, after the 10th text. That's over. Stop it. Get out of my life. What? Wrong? Harsh? Is that wrong, Francie? No, Nancy, I think you've got a great point. Shana Hubers is all about Shana Hubers and her obsessive text to him, her behavior in trying to control him and his Facebook page contacts and his text to people saying she just won't leave in combination with her saying on the 911 call, are they going to arrest me when he's lying, still bleeding on the floor from her attack? 
tells us that Shayna is all about Shayna. Listen to this. He said, Dad, she will not leave my house. He said, I, I, can I spend the night here? And I said, well, absolutely. I said, but, I said, Ryan, it's your house. I said, I, I make her leave your house. He said, Dad, this is... It's just easier this way. You know, Alan Duke, uh, joining me from your posh pad in L.A., uh, Alan, I really do want to get to her singing Amazing Grace during her police interview. Also, we know that she calls her mother and sobs into the phone, but also breaks into song occasionally. But I've got to hear more of the 911 tape. Give me some more. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I hate to keep interrupting, Alan Duke. Hello. Help me out here. Joseph Scott Morgan. This is a, quote, self-defense case. Did I not hear her just say, I'm not injured? Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I guess her, uh, maybe her ego was injured. I, I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, it's self-defense. It's so self-defense. You know, she shot this guy six times, Nancy, six Times. Is it true to John Limley, uh, investigative reporter with CrimeOnline.com, where you can find this and every other breaking crime and justice story, that the cops were looking at messages, text messages to Ryan that would insult his ability as a lawyer, accuse him of, let me just say, euphemistically lacking in sexual prowess? Mm-hmm. Okay, we know what that is. And then, uh, quote, lose the beer gut and get better at your job was one of the messages read out loud in court from this unknown phone number. Well, of course, they tracked the number. It was revealed in court that it was a, a female friend that Hubers lived with. So Hubers was either getting the friend's phone and sending these really mean text messages to him or getting the friend to do it. John Lindley, is that true? That is exactly true. Uh, that was one of those 100 text messages uh, she would send for his every one. Um, long before she called 911 on her cell phone, all day long on this uh, early October day, she had been texting uh, Ryan because he had just broken up with her for what he had hoped would be the last time. They, in their short 18-month relationship, they had broken up and gotten back together several times. And on this October day, Ryan felt that maybe this was all behind him. He had this date uh, with a beauty queen, literally, Miss Ohio. She was also second runner-up to Miss America. Unfortunately, he would never make it to that date or even meet Aubrey. Thank you. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
had to play that. You are listening to Crime Stories. I'm Nancy Grace. Thank you for being with us. And that was Miss Shayna Huber singing or humming Amazing Grace during her police interview. Uh, She's charged with gunning down her boyfriend, Ryan Poston, a young aspiring lawyer, because he broke up with her and had a date that night and was going to have a date that night with Miss Ohio. Well, that date never happened because Ryan Poston was gunned down in his own home six times to the face, neck, and head. She was unscathed but called 911 and immediately said it was self-defense. The 911 operator's like, mm-hmm. Well, her singing in the interrogation room or humming, I noticed she didn't hit the high note, but that's neither here nor there. Reminded me of someone near and dear to all of our hearts. Where would we be without Jody Arias? Listen. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error Jody Arias also charged, but she's convicted with the murder of her boyfriend, Travis Alexander. She stabbed him. Let's see. I think it was about 28 times and kept it off with a shot to the head, leaving his body to decompose in the shower because he broke up with her and was having a, a destination date with another woman to Cancun. So what the psychopathy is behind all of this, I can't tell you that, but I do know what I'm learning in the 911 call. Also, in court, several cellmates come forward to say she actually, quote, cackled when talking about shooting Ryan Poston, uh, her then boyfriend, that he, quote, deserved it. And she had given him the, quote, nose job he always wanted. That's uh, certainly a unique way of describing shooting someone directly in the face. Joining me, former federal prosecutor Francie Hakes, the city attorney in Warner Robins, Jim Elliott, Joseph Scott Morgan, renowned death investigator, Dr. Chloe Carmichael, New York psychologist, founder of TransformationProducts.com, and John Limley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. So she's being retried right now. The first trial was reversed to Francie Hakes, former federal prosecutor. She's in court right now, but how did she land back in court? Why was the first trial reversed? She's got a chance of walking, Francie. She does, Nancy. All that work by the jury and the prosecutors, the judge, and everybody in the first trial is undone because a juror lied to the court 
and had a felony conviction and didn't tell anybody it was a felony conviction, you are ineligible, generally speaking, to serve on a jury. So because of that convicted felon, Shana Hubers gets a chance, another shot to walk free even though she has killed her boyfriend. The former University of Kentucky psychology major admits to shooting her boyfriend in his Ohio apartment, but claims she did so in self-defense. Don't you think, to Joseph Scott Morgan, that a bruise, a a scrape, anything would have helped her in that self-defense claim? Yeah, again, I I don't know what she's defending against. Harsh words, rejection, what is it? I I don't think her last name ought to be Huber's. It, It ought to be Huber's. Uh, you know, it, you look at this and you think that she would be covered in bruises. My God, she shot this guy six times, Nancy, six times. Well, as I recall from the very first trial to city attorney Jim Elliott, she claimed there had been a ferocious fight, uh, like hand-to-hand mutual combat in the dining room, living room area of his penthouse apartment. However... I noticed that on the shelves, the bookshelves, where she said the fight occurred, that she had fallen against the shelves, as, as I recall it, there were uh, quarters, as I recall, stacked up, still stacked, and there were some bullets, and I, I don't know if they were antique or what they were, but they were still sitting straight up like a rocket. They had not fallen over on that bookshelf if he had thrown her into the bookshelf wouldn't any wouldn't have anything on the bookshelf have been uh disarranged oh certainly and i'm sure the guest just out as well but lack of physical evidence on her body that you know i mean that that's just a contrived story what about it francie hakes what do you make of it well nancy you recall from the 911 tape that she specifically told the 911 operator he was beating me and then I shot him. The physical evidence, not just in the apartment, but on, but the lack of it on her body, puts the lie to that claim from her. And can I just also say, her sitting there in custody singing Amazing Grace shows you her mental state at that time, that she viewed herself as the victim. She gave no thought to her ex-boyfriend, Ryan Post, and she thought only of herself in that moment. Take a listen to this. And, you know, I wasn't doing anything that was mean. I was, like, begging him to, to stay in the relationship and be with me because I knew that we weren't really loving each other. You know, Ryan had told me that he loved me and wanted to be with me. And I guess somewhere along the way, that grew to hate. He was screaming how much he hated me. I don't know Maybe not even ever getting married because this is very traumatic. 
you know. You are hearing Shayna Huber's own sworn statement. She's still talking about the relationship and getting married. Hello, he's dead. You shot him six times. In one text, it was revealed. She says, quote, he says he's only with me because I make him feel so awful about it when I cry. He had tried to break up many, many times. Well, they're separated now. I recall Ryan standing over me and grabbing the gun that was sitting on the table and pointing it at me and saying, I could just kill you right now and get away with it. Nobody would even know. How did you react to that? I was... I was shocked, I was afraid, and he was reaching across the table, and I don't know if he was reaching for the gun or reaching for me, but I was still sitting on the floor at this point in time, and I got up off the floor, and I grabbed the gun, and I shot him. When he was first shot, he let out a really loud noise that sounded like an animal. It sounded like a bear, some type of wild animal. It really freaked me out. You are hearing Shana Huber's testimony. She is describing uh, what happened when she shot her boyfriend dead six bullets. She claims self-defense. I want to tell you something. I want to reveal something that um, came out. Ryan Poston's exasperation was growing he didn't know what to do, and he wrote a text to his cousin, quote, this is getting to be restraining order level crazy. She's shown up at my condo like three times. She refuses to leave each time. Uh, he writes, literally probably the craziest effing person I have ever met. She almost scares me. You know, that's a big clue, Francie Hakes, that you need to break up. And get that restraining order. When you think, maybe I should get a restraining order, it's time to get a restraining order if you're at that level. It really is, Nancy. And I, I guarantee you that because he was a man, it really didn't occur to him that he could be in physical danger. And so he died. He died for the mistake and not understanding, understandably so, not understanding who she was and what she was capable of. But that text to his between friends was a cry for help. And if he had been a woman, if the shoe was on the other foot, if he'd been a woman dealing with a man with this kind of aggressive, crazy behavior, I don't doubt for a minute that there would have been some kind of court action and police call before now. Well, interesting to you, uh, Jim Elliott, city attorney for Warner Robins, she says to 911, as Joe Scott Morgan has pointed out, he beat me and tried to carry me out of the house, and I came back to get my things. He was right in front of me, reached down and grabbed the gun. I grabbed it out of his hand and pulled the trigger. So she says he beat me, but there are no bruises or marks on her body. 911, how long ago did you shoot him? Hubers, I don't know, 15, 10, 15 minutes ago. Operator, 15 minutes ago? Yeah. So let me ask you, why, Jim, did she wait 15 minutes to call 911? Well, she had to put together the little scene she had created and probably come up with a story that she was going to tell and, and all those details that we just heard. That's how the story that she, she um, crafted up. So Yeah. 
She needed to take a beat and come up with that story. You're absolutely right, Jim Elliott. Let's take a listen to what she says in her testimony about why she shot Ryan Poston six times. Listen. One was that when I first shot him, he let out a really loud noise that sounded like an animal. It was a very animalistic noise. It scared me. It freaked me out. I also, when I first shot him, wasn't sure where the shots had entered or if I had just made him more angry and therefore he was more of a threat and would just, it would make the situation even more severe. And then thirdly, I had the mistaken belief that there was another gun on the table. And you? I know now that there wasn't another gun on the table, but at the time I thought that there was. And you were concerned enough for Mr. Poston that you wanted to make sure he didn't have to live with a deformed face, weren't you? I said that. Listen. We have a shot to the head, which is uh, administered to the head and is incapacitating with no stippling at a distance, which puts the victim down on his face on the table. At that point, the suspect moves forward. The victim was alive for all of the shots. So I believe the first three shots in and of themselves were very damaging but he remained alive until the last shot was given. Another thing uh, coming out in testimony, there was a Lieutenant Fornash, and he asked Hubers, do you smoke? And she says, well, I will if I can. And according to the Highland Heights Police Chief Birkenhauer, as the Lieutenant Fornash started to walk out to go get her a cigarette, she started making noise uh, that she was crying or wailing, wailing, crying, and as soon as Fornash walked out, she stopped immediately, according to Chief Birkenhauer. And the chief was immediately suspicious and says, quote, she cut it off like a light switch, exactly like a light switch. And the chief says right off the bat, she, I knew she was pretending. She wasn't crying. There were no tears coming out of her eyes she was just faking it it's it's incredible and with that knowledge i want to go back to the 911 call but to john limley is it true that in court the prosecution has been calling a series of cellmates who all say she kind of brags about shooting posts she certainly did in fact uh, she told a number of them you know, it, it, she even went through her whole defense that she was going to uh, put forth. You know, she thought, well, maybe insanity, but no, maybe I should be, you know, a battered partner. Maybe that would be my best defense. And they said that she would laugh at just the most odd points in the story as she would recount to these cellmates what happened on the night that she killed Ryan. Listen to this. She got there and they started arguing and she was throwing stuff around, being loud, making it look like he was abusing her so people would hear that. He was sitting at the table and she stood in front of him and shot him once. And then she didn't think that did it. So she walked around to the other side and shot him again. And then to the other side and shot the other shots. She'd be on the phone and she'd cry and sing and she knew it was being recorded and then she'd get off the phone and she'd wink at us and smile and tell us she was such a good actress. I want you to weigh in. Joseph Scott Morgan, death investigator and professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University, 
Joe Scott, what forensic evidence could prove or disprove her story? I think probably the key here, obviously we've talked about the, the absence of injuries on her body. Uh, I think one of the key things here is going to be range of fire relative to these gunshot wounds, Nancy. Either the absence or the presence of gunpowder residue on his body. If she's shooting at him from a distance, uh, like, you know, you would, you would, that's not compatible with like close combat, uh, then that, that kind of blows this whole, this whole thing out of the water. Also, uh, you know, when did this shot occur when she shot him in the face? Had he already, and this is really, uh, this is, oh my God, this is horrible. But had she already shot him multiple times? He's in a, uh, a diminished position. He looks up at her and then she finishes him by shooting him in the face. You know, the infamous nose job here. She is essentially the trajectory or line of fire is going to go from above to below. And this is a kill shot that you're talking about, like an execution, Nancy. And I think that that's going to be driven home as we as we move forward with this. Well, you're absolutely right. In that police interrogation video, Huber says, quote, and he was laying with his face on the table like twitching. And so I knew he was going to die. My point is he's sitting in a chair at the table and they can tell that from the blood evidence dripping down on the table and pooling in the chair. So he was sitting down. This was no self-defense and quote, and I walked around the table and I think that's when I shot him in the head. He was seated at the table, Joe Scott, quote, I shot him probably six times in the head. He fell onto the ground. He was like laying like this, and she gets down on the floor. His glasses were still on. He was twitching some more. I shot him a couple of more times just to make sure he was dead because I didn't want to watch him die. Yeah, it would have been very inconvenient for her to sit there and, and, and watch him die. Well... Listen to what the prosecution says, Joe Scott. You're going to hear Shana Hubers tell police that all she wanted to do was pack her things and leave. But the evidence in this case in the weeks ahead is going to show you that it was never Shane's intent to leave. It was to see that Ryan couldn't. What Shana Hubers did to Ryan Poston on October 12, 2012, was murder, nothing less. And at the conclusion of this case, the Commonwealth is going to ask you to find her guilty of murder, nothing less. We wait as justice unfolds in a court of law. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen.
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.